Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. Uh, we have a wonderful episode for you here today. It's with Alison Spittle. And she was absolutely fantastic, was she not? It was, it is indeed. Clarky, you threw me there because I assumed, even though Tom's not recording this intro, he's in the episode, um, you'd go for the greetings listeners. Oh, no. And you didn't. And I was absolutely, no, 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 I no. was absolutely all at sea. <laughs> That's not my vibe, man. I know it's not your vibe, but you know, it's, the vi- it's, it's very much the vibe of the show is it starts by greeting the listeners dear. And you you did a, a, I mean, you know what? At the tried and tested welcome. welcome. Yeah. Nothing like wrong it. with it. You know. Absolutely nothing wrong I, with it. I was, I was very tempted to go with an oh hi. You could have gone with an oh hi, yeah. Oh boy, I am, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm really sweating, Cobbs here. I mean, I'm glad you didn't go with that <laughs> as the intro. It is a hot, I mean, hot I think, day. I think, Greetings, listener, dear. Welcome. These are all fine, but if you start with, oh boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start it's with the intro the to listener. Sexy Beast. That's that's what I'm going to do. What the what you can't hear, uh, what you can't see, obviously, if you're just listening to this, the audio podcast, is that Clarky is recording this lying on a towel in a tiny, tiny pair of yellow budgie mm. smugglers. That's that's. I mean, actually. He does that regardless. It's only now that the weather has corresponded with the outfit. Yeah. We recorded some episodes in around the December, January period when you were yeah, really freezing, weren't you? it was a, it was freezing, a long wee winter. The, the, my, it was a long my, wee winter. <laughs> my cuts were very cold. <laughs> yeah, these are, there was, there was some, they were so frosty, they snapped off some of your cuts. <laughs> they did, I was like the Terminator too. Um, so, uh, yeah, as, as Clarky said, it's... Uh, <laughs> You can shake your head away to that reference. <laughs> you know that bit in Terminator 2 when his you know dick snaps when, off? When his dick snaps off. Have you not seen that? Oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's my favourite bit. Um, that's what he says, his dick snaps off. Um, but but yes, yeah, so this is an episode we recorded with the wonderful Alison Spittle, who is a phenomenal stand-up and uh, obviously also, as, as you'll you'll hear... Very good at sorting out beefs and had some, you know, had a, some pretty exciting stories to tell of, from her own life. Um, so uh, look forward to all of that. If you enjoy our podcast and you would like to help us out, then the Patreon is a great way to do it. You can uh, you can give us just a small amount of money every month. Four pounds is all we're asking for. And you get loads of bonus episodes. We're talking oh, so a backlog of... Uh, uh, nearly 150 uh, flat share lockdowns. Uh, there's a ton of bonus beefs, uh, including one with uh, Alison, which will be out on on Wednesday. And all our previous guests, you know, Kerry, Joey, Jimmy, all those people who've, who've done it, uh, May Martin, all that lot. They've all done bonus beefs for us. Uh, Joe Hampson, obviously, with May Martin. They're all there over on the Patreon. So go to patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flat Share 
and you can get all your Patreon stuff straight away. What more is yum, there? Yum, 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 yummy, yummy. Yum. Um, what more is there to say apart from Clarky sweating? I am very hot. That's the main. That's the main takeaway. Clarky's very but hot. Here are some lovely cold cuts. Lovely stuff. <laughs> well, if you got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you got a problem, call it a beef. If you got a beef, maybe we can help you. Beef from the sorting out your beef. Cold cuts. Alison Spittle. Welcome. Oh, you've just started to eat. I'm so sorry. No, mate, I'm just licking a bit of Philadelphia out from between two crackers. Eggs. I'm a renegade that way. That is how I prep for a podcast. I need cream cheese at the end of my tongue and I'm ready. Right, good. I, I think if you're about to speak into a microphone, what you really want is some soft cheese in your garb, isn't it? Oh, it just loosens up the mouth. It's a beautiful feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be consumed between two crackers. You can't, you know... You can't just like put it in freehand. You gotta. No, you eat. I mean that's 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 madness. Isn't Do you eat the madness? cracker as well, or is it just purely as a sort of sort of receptacle for the cheese? It's a receptacle. It's like it's like a holy communion. You know, uh, that's a, a little cracker. It's a receptacle for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, this is a receptacle <laughs> for cream cheese. It's kind of like Philadelphia is kind of like the Jesus of cheeses. Oh, right? really? Cheese the Jesus of, of cheeses? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On the third day, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something happened to do with cheese. That, that's a Bible right? I would like to read. It's just a very non-precise one. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some it. Because it was all, like, I mean, the Bible was all written, like, you know, sometimes hundreds of years after the event. There must have been bits where they were like, oh, we're a bit sketchy on the details. Just say he walked on water. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Jesus probably did say, I have no problem with homosexuals or women. And they just forgot to put that in. <laughs> they just left they those left details that bit out. out. They were like, yeah, it's ambiguous on it. <laughs> that was like how the walking, on, the walking on water story is like the guy crucially forgot the bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, there was a bridge. He walked over a bridge, is what happened. <laughs> I knew I'd forgotten something. Yeah, now I think about it, it's not much of a story, so let's just keep it as walking on water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not much of a tale to it. That bit where he dis. So, are you saying that he didn't actually disappear? And die. He actually just went into a tunnel. Yeah. Is that what you're, this is what this is what we're, we're saying here. Yeah. He popped to the shops. Came yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the third day, he rose again. He had a lazy weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all had a duvet. Well, I mean, if you, if you can turn turn water into wine, of course you're gonna have a massive weekend. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You need to process that. Yeah. Which, of course, was just him. He, he invented Ribena. That's what happened at that part. <laughs> So, Alison, thanks very much for coming on the show. Um, uh, what is your what is your flat setup? What what are your living arrangements currently? I am living in a flat in London with one, two, three. It's uh, three other rooms. It used to be four other rooms, so I used to live with uh, five people, and now I live with four people because it was inspected and they said you can't live like this, and uh, so. <laughs> We, we we had to have a sitting room instead of the the smallest bedroom is now a sitting room. It's wonderful. It's a luxury. <laughs> so oh. did you have to did you have to sort of draw lots and turf somebody out? Was that the It was so awkward. It was it came during a time I've been here a couple of years and 
the responsibility of finding new flatmates kind of falls on has fallen on me so i had to i told the woman she could move in and she was moving over from ireland and uh i had to then meet her for a coffee her and her mum and i said i'm so sorry but this is what's happened she took it really well she took it really well that now we're friends so but like i had to like look in her mum's face and go like she'll be fine in london elsewhere like (laughs) 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 she's gonna be fine so just not with me (laughs) so yeah so so she just walked out of that coffee she said she walked into that coffee shop assuming she had a place to live and walked out as a homeless person genuinely i felt like louis walsh on pop idol where i was just going into a room going guys uh, you should be really, really happy because you did your best, but you're not going to make it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did the old swisheroo. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, the, I'm living and I got my my bedroom, which we're talking from now, has its own balcony, and um, I grow. I'm growing strawberries, potatoes, uh, broccoli. Um, oh, so many tomatoes! I'm so excited about that. Um, yeah, I have a little like farm on my balcony. I could show it to you. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, it's it's not great for the listeners because they no. don't see. The... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant uh, for us, though. We love salad. Yeah, it is quite the salad. Um, and I'm, I'm actually, I've, I'm infested with pigeons at the moment. I, do you know what I'll do? I'll do it at the end so I can bring all the equipment out because uh, I right. feel like okay, I'm yeah. all we'll too all much connected. Yeah. Get a bit of alfresco recording going on for the last bit. Yeah, exactly. a little bit of, a, of an outside broadcast. So, um, and how are you? How are you combating the pigeons with your with your crop? What have you got? Have you got nets over it? Are you using a BB gun? What's your What's your setup? Unfortunately, I'm too the the flat I'm in is at the top floor, so there's nothing that I can like purchase a net off. Do you know? Right. So I'm netless. Sure. I'm, I'm 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 commando. So I am at the moment. <laughs> um, but I I've put up a, quite a lot of um, uh, coloring pencils that are sharpened and put upwards. So they can't really make a nest. And also these windmills. Windmills are supposed to keep them away. And pigeon tape. And I have a water gun as well for when I'm like frustrated. What, and what, uh, what's pigeon? Oh t- is it like? Yeah. It's, it's not like. It's not like. F- fly tape is it (laughs) it's not like a big bit of sticky tape that like a pigeon flies into you have to wake up every morning and pluck a load of pigeons off the tape and chuck them back out into the street wouldn't that be horrific yeah Yeah. I've already stuffed a pillow from like you know the the feathers I've got on my uh, tape it's like this shiny tape my honest honestly my balcony because it's so full of windmills these like really beautiful foil windmills and the pigeon tape is like a shiny uh, iridescent kind of silver that kind of moves in a way that like pretends it's a man you know like if a man was doing break dancing which i think pigeons are very scared of that's yeah. that's the way it, it moves break dancers yeah. yeah and uh it looks it looks a lot like if the teletubbies uh got into drug dealing and had like a like a like a like a kind of layer like it's very there's lots of enforcement it's pigeon there's also got like pigeon pokey things as well that came with a manual and oh, pigeon uh, pokey things gotta collect them all <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's these uh, I can't remember what it's called these spikes to keep away the pigeons they're like plastic and you get like a, a manual uh talking about how you can keep away pigeons and uh i've read it all and i've said you really can't like they just like you know they'll do what they like 
they're they're wild things. So, so you've got basically you've got all of this stuff, and you're saying none of it's working. None of it's working. None of it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I think I've spent like, I think I've spent a hundred quid on keeping the pigeons oh away. Oh my Do you know how cheap it is to buy tomatoes? I know. <laughs> For a hundred quid, you could have so many tomatoes for a hundred quid. They're about, they're about like eighty p a punnet. They're really cheap tomatoes. You know, you could really get yourself a lot of tomatoes. Potatoes even cheaper. I know the little when I go through little and I see like how cheap they are that week and remember how much I've spent and how much like emotional. And do you know what's weird is like potatoes are hard to grow. And I'm Irish and like we've had issues before with growing potatoes, like quite a big historical issue. Sure. Uh, before yeah. and you know, I learn about it in school and I'm like, Oh yeah, that was tragic. But now now that I've actually grown potatoes myself, I really, really understand. <laughs> I'm like, you know, my life isn't relying on this, but it's very inconvenient. <laughs> like it's just very frustrating. So uh, I love the way you went very silent during the potato famine bit. I respect. to know whether to leap on. It's hard to know whether to leap on and make and make merry. I know. I'm, I'm setting a trap for you. Yeah. Which you know we 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 circumnavigated that trap, didn't we? We weren't we weren't lured in by the shiny things or the or the windmills. <laughs> We, we went right round the trap and ate your tomatoes is what we did we avoided the potatoes and ate the tomatoes oh good for you get that you know the vitamins in but uh yeah so that's that's I think that's my house situation I think of I think is there it's anything great. else yeah I'm Are gonna there have any... another lick of this Philadelphia have a lick have a lick <laughs> <laughs> you grow your own Philadelphia on the balcony as well I can't wait for these tomatoes to grow because this Philadelphia is quite plain you know, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. You need something to go with it. Mm. Um, so, who are your? Who are you living with? Who are your? Who are your flatmates? Uh, I got three flatmates. I, I I got four, including my boyfriend. I don't consider my boyfriend to be a flatmate. Is that weird? Even though, like, we ultimately share everything. More so, you know. No, and I, I mean everything. Uh, sorry. <laughs> he's he's going to get a lick of that Philadelphia in a second, isn't he? He's just he's just he's hovering once in the corner he, uh, waiting. Yeah, once he, he comes in from break dancing on the balcony. Exactly. <laughs> he eats the crackers when I'm done with it. When I've got the Philadelphia off it, he gets the crackers. But it's a um, perfect setup. Oh, it's perfect. Like so, I'm living in this room. It's got a balcony. It's quite. I feel like it's quite a big room. Um. So me and my boyfriend living here. I have my own little mini fridge in here oh, and yes. uh, Dream. yeah well I don't want to inflict as well like because there's quite a lot of people living in this house and you know the fridge only has so many shelves so it's nice to like just make space for other people um I have quite a lot of condiments as well um I've got a whole drawer like a whole like space that's a really polite way of saying that you don't trust your other housemates <laughs> <laughs> Try to make it sound like you're being so considerate. I just want to give them a bit more space. You don't trust your housemates, let's be honest. Look, I'm getting it from all sides. The housemates, the pigeons, like nothing, you know, enough of the sacred to me. Uh, so I live with them. I've been, li- um, and they're really lovely. And during the lockdown and everything, um, you know, we, we've been kind of working from home, but it's all kind of worked out quite nicely. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. great I mean it's not great for this podcast which is all about <gasps> beefs oh, you've got with your flatmates I've had but so much conflict 
Well, like, well, we'll get to we'll get to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tease we'll tease that for the end. You know, if people are enjoying the episode already. Stick around because we're going to get you're, you're going to get to hear us look at some tomatoes, yes. and you're going to get get to hear about some conflict. Yeah, but you'll get your blood. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive in with the first beef. Parry, do you want to kick off? This is extraordinary stuff. Girlfriend's partner beef from Ooh. day via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Hello. My wife is in another serious relationship. Both relationships have existed for more than 10 years. We're all happy. There's no jealousy. It all works wonderfully. So please don't judge us for that. Okay. No, it's very, it's very, very modern. And we're all, you know, as, as cool youngsters, we're all very chill about that. Yeah. We're all very chill about polyamory. <laughs> and by that, I mean... I'm struggling to get my head round. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm aroused. I don't know what's I going on. Got a clue how this would even begin to work in my world. My God. But when sorry, anyway, carrying on. But when my wife's girlfriend comes to stay, they always send me to stay at my parents' house. This is a little embarrassing since my parents clearly know what's going on. I only go to stay with them when this particular person comes to stay, and this is exacerbated by my almost total inability to lie. My mom once asked me if I'd made the spare room nice for her, and I said, don't worry, they only need one bed. Why can't I just stay in the spare room? I'd happily stay out of their way. My wife insists that she would happily bail out if I had another partner come to stay, but A, I don't know where she'd go, and B, it really wouldn't bother me if she stayed. It's not that the girlfriend and I don't get on, by the way. We'd certainly consider one another friends. It's more that they don't get to stay together so often and don't want and don't want to be antisocial towards me. Isn't it more antisocial to kick me out, though? <laughs> Here's a second beef, in case the first one was too rude. My wife's dog is hysterically sexually attracted to one of my cats. <laughs> What oh, do I do? Thanks for the years of fun. Day. Thank so, you, Day. Right. right Thank let's, you, Day. Let's well, start with the first beef first, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we should. We'll get to the we'll get to the cats and dogs, you know, the difference between cats and dogs in a bit. Right. My initial thought is all of this, you know, oh we just don't want to be in your way, Day, oh all that kind of stuff is a total cover. Right. They want you out the way, Day. They're being nice to you. They're being polite to you to say, oh, you know, like, I know, you know, it's just better if you're out of the house. That's what that's what they want. But they're dressing it up as, you know, oh, it would just, we don't want to make it awkward. We don't want to make it antisocial, all of that kind of stuff. They need you out the way so they can have their fun. Not guilt free. I don't want to use the word guilt, but you know what I mean? In a relaxed way where they're not thinking, oh, Day's just sat in the spare room on his own. That's my immediate thought. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, I your, think he, your thoughts. <laughs> I think that's kind of implied. I, I think like them saying, "Look, we don't want to be antisocial towards you." Mm-hmm. You know, that means like if you stay, we're not going to be paying you any attention at all. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like. I think it's more know, than that, though, isn't it? That's that's the, that's the polite. That's the polite version. Yeah, I think I think Day has to suck this up, doesn't he? I appreciate living going back to your parents is 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 tough, mm. but um, you know. Premier Inns, 39 quid a night. Oh, go and there's a great breakfast as well there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Go, go in. I mean, I know it's. I know that, that becomes expensive, but... Well, they could they, maybe that they bill. Could, maybe they could split the cost with you. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that would be a good idea. Like, so 
just to get this straight, because I think I blocked out half of this because I I'm ex-Catholic and uh, it just it just wouldn't it wouldn't go in into my head, um, like so I do they're kind of trying to prevent their the person they're in a relationship with to they're preventing them making them feel like the third wheel. Yes. In, a, in this situation, right? Yeah. That's uh yeah, and they they're worried about the parents knowing. Do the parent do the parents full on know they're in a polyamorous relationship? I mean, I mean it's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? I, I think, think it's kind think, of a, an unspoken truth. I think is kind yeah. of how it feels. What they need is they need to get Louis Farouk in and just yeah. have him in the corner. <laughs> this. Oh yeah, because the parents would watch it. Like I feel like if you want to tell your parents something that you don't ha- quite have the spoons to be able to kind of like explain, just get Louis Farouk in. They'll see it eventually on the iPlayer. Like, uh, and uh, you know, you can just stay at their house and not explain anything. Just, uh, I don't know. It, it is is it like that? That's I, I, I love. I think definitely get Louis Farouk in. Yeah. yeah. No situation can't be improved with bringing a bit of Louis Theroux into it. Definitely. The the I wonder if though it, it it's it's bigger than just being embarrassed in front of your parents, isn't it? Yeah. It's like him. It's him wanting to. It's 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 day wanting to be there, and them not wanting him to be there. Mm. But I don't think he wants to be there with them. No, no, no I, I don't think so either. I think he, he just want. I think they need to go. They need to yeah. get a hotel room. They need to go to the, either Towers. a girlfriend's house. Yeah. And or Dave's parents' house. Very often. Yeah, tricky. I think, like, you know, <laughs> they don't see each other very often. They can make it special, can't they? Get a nice little Airbnb by the quay or something. I mean, it's not... It's not... Um, it's not Dave's responsibility to get out of the way. Because yeah. he's at home, he hasn't left home, so she should either go to the girlfriend's place, where no one has to leave, or they have to get a place of their own. That's the yeah. only like that makes logical sense with what's going on. Mm. Yeah, and that should. Yeah. I mean, like, what this feels like to me is the one thing I always feel when I hear about polyamory mm-hmm. is what on the surface feels like. Um, you know, like this kind of completely kind of fluid, we just go with the flow, we live our life freely. The more I think about polyamory and the more I read, like fight whenever I read about it and stuff, it feels like it's something inherently tied up in a lot of rules in oh. order to succeed. I think you're and right, when there yeah. aren't loads of rules in place, then it's deeply problematic. And so I, it actually, for me, it feels like what uh, on the surface would be like free love man we're all just going for it it's great actually turns into a serious amount of admin that mm. um a, a monogamous relationship doesn't have and i think that's one of the big appeals of monogamy it's probably the only appeal of admin uh but like Clearly, these are rules that should have been set down at the start of this arrangement and, mm. like, clauses and stuff. You need to kind of hammer out the options, and mm. I think this would have been one of them where you say, if you're seeing your other partner, it's on, it's on their... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's away from the, 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 the home. It's like yeah. I feel like that's a simple clause to put in. It feels yeah. like the the splitting of uh, Germany after World War Two, 
of kind of like deciding, <laughs> you know, where where the action happens and where it doesn't happen. And uh, it also feels like if you're into polyamory, it's like being into horses, into, you know, into the equestrian lifestyle. You need a few outhouses, I feel. Like yes. generally yes. a few a few spare outhouses would be quite handy. I even feel. a tent in the back garden. I don't know if they've got a garden, mm. but even something like that where you could be like, Day gets Oi. the house, they get the tent. <laughs> yes. yes. I think exactly. it's partly why when you watch things like The Crown and you look at like the aristocracy, it's why <laughs> so many of them are capable of having these kind of lots of lovers and these kind of complicated love lives. It's because they've got the property to do it with. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's big time. It's a lot big to do time. with your real estate. Do you know what it's I mean? It's land, yeah. isn't it? What you need is land. I haven't got enough land to have an affair, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, as soon as I can get myself a portfolio of property... Then we're gonna to have to talk about how monogamous I am. This is it. This is why. This is why us paupers are forced to do it in the lay-by. Exactly. You know? It's like you, exactly. there's this two ways of having an affair. Doggers. The re- Crosby. They're doggers, not paupers. <laughs> <laughs> you got that wrong. Yeah. You never see like you never see like a Ferrari or anything like that at a dogger's place. It's never no, quite like no. a very nice <laughs> sports car. Never see Jamiroquai. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need an adultery ring. A, a wing. You need a like a wing of a house for adultery. That's what you yeah, need. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, that's what you need a second yeah, that's what you need a second home from. What you need yeah, you need one of those um <laughs> Is that our advice today? Be wealthier. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it can't solve all your problems, but in this case, it really could. <laughs> I think. I think that's. I think that might be beef solved. Do you want to go on and solve the uh, the cat dog beef? Oh, that today? one's easy. Just get some dog tape. <laughs> <laughs> what well, and tape over? It's like you know, sexy looking parts. Like. <laughs> It's really simple, actually. Just buy your dog a house, <laughs> and buy your buy your wife's cat a house. They can Keep be Airbnbs separate. most of the year. Mm. You, you know, be a good form of second income. But you know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, are you saying that, like, right? It, like, here's a question. I'm I'm just going to ask it. What would happen mm. if a dog? We're not talking about a massive dog. We don't know what size dog or what size cat they've got. But what would happen if a dog and a cat made love to each other? Would that be... I mean, obviously, you know, we're imagining they've been neutered and spayed and all that. But would would that throw from From Thundercats? I think you get something like that. Hold on. Surely there'd have to be some human in there. Yeah, you're fucking a cat, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see the dog there. I'm sure the cat and the dog would have like a lot of confused feelings after and maybe would have to like process it you know well, it sounds like the dog's already pretty confused mm. um, what was the phrase hysterically sexually attracted yeah that's a Counting Crows song isn't it yeah. <laughs> actually I think if a cat had sex with a dog it would look a bit like uh, Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows that would be the result <laughs> I think that's not a, that's not a bad a bit like Panthro, a bit like Adam Duritz. <laughs> I don't even know who Adam Duritz is in relation to Counter Cross, but I feel I know. Do you know what I mean? I like yeah, 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 yeah. He looks a bit like a cat fucked a dog. Um, <laughs> so again, yeah, one, once again, I think 
buy them separate mm. houses. Basically, what you've got to become, Day, for this whole thing to, to be sorted is you've got to be um, a, like a property magnate. Invest you know? in Bitcoin. Invest in Bitcoin. Invest in Bitcoin. Use that Bitcoin to get on the property ladder. Don't don't waste it on uh, non-fungible stuff. Get some real, te- you know, some tangible bricks and mortar and become... Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like Bitcoin. <laughs> no, no, no. Get something tangible. <laughs> no, invest the money into tangible things. Like I'm saying, don't waste your Bitcoin on, on other other crypto nonsense. Get it into, you know, get it on... Get Imagine on the, if... Imagine yeah. if the answer to all of our beefs was invest in crypto. And then we, and it, we revealed that we had a new sponsor and it was like that Robin Hood app or something. <laughs> oh, by the way, we should say we're sponsored by Robin Hood now. Uh, anyway, keep investing in our crypto, guys. By the way, we are floating the Pappy Dollar as of next week. Yeah. Let's get it up there. Let's get it up there. Um, but yeah, again, I think strong, strong advice from, from all of us here. Get on the property ladder, buy loads of properties, and then it won't be a problem anymore. I think, I think the amount of lovers you have in your life should equate to the amount of property that you own. <laughs> Beef solved. Yeah. sorting out your beef solved. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The line dancer and her son beef. Uh, I have beef with one of my grown-up kids on March 17th, 2020. That's St. Patrick's Day. That that's that person isn't saying that. I'm saying that. So don't, I'll read it again. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> great. And, and also, happy St. Patrick's Day for a couple of months ago. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, uh, my nightclub photographer's son, David, front names only, brackets, and I, line dance teach... Oh, wait there. Let's... I'm going to read this again. I have beef with one of my grown-up kids. <laughs> <laughs> and also, happy St. Patrick's Day, Alison. Should, should yeah. <laughs> On March 17th, 2020, my nightclub photographer son, David, and I line dance teach to, to the over 70s. Um, we had our work stopped and have since spent way too much time in each other's company in the various lockdowns. Restrictions and intermittent work... Um, Sorry about this. I am really fecking up this. Uh, I'm just I th- gonna. I, th- I think what we're getting from it is. Yeah. He's a he's a photographer. Yeah. She is a line dance teacher. When lockdown started, they both lost their jobs. Is what they they're saying. Did. All their work went away, and they ha- and they were living together, and they were. I think that's what we're getting. David is 24 and has to live with me, and is a star. He has recorded line dance videos with me and helped me run Zoom classes quite a struggle when I'm so tech incompetent and my dancers know even less credit where it is due now the beef he never does the washing up 
I don't mind. <laughs> wow. I'm happy to do it all. I've had years of practice and it's an achievable goal. Uh, we don't have a dishwasher. That dishwasher is me. And that's fine. But when he decides it is time that washing up is done, which is rarely straight away, he piles everything up in the corner. It looks very neat, but it makes everything more dirty. Any sauce or gravy on the plates gets transferred to the bottom of a relatively clean plate. Saucepans get the remains from the frying pan stuck to the bottom. Cups are piled of any amount of drink left in them. Yes, it is disgusting. I should do the washing up more often. Until then, however, I think he should either wash up when the clerk gets to him or leave well alone and let me organise things in my own way. Am I right? Or should I put up with this minor inconvenience considering he has helped me so much that he is now able to do an impromptu line dance despite having no interest in it? and can can speak middle-aged lady the other day he said i like your top to me he has suffered enough for me to leave him alone (laughs) or should he leave me and my washing up alone we both listen to your podcast as do my other children becky and Mm. sam who will be sad that they have not been mentioned but they are not living with me at the moment I look forward to the beef being solved and will abide by the decision. Many thanks for keeping us slightly less insane. Cheers, everyone. Bye, Chris. Hey. Oh, hey. thank you, Chris. That's a yeah. lovely. Uh, that's a lovely beef. Yeah, oh, I well, love that. What yeah. I like as well is there's colour to it, right? Mm. Ostensibly, it's a washing up beef. It's straight down the middle. It's your classic beef. But the colour around it is gorgeous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Not, it's not too far off one of those newsletters that families send out. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the whiff of the round robin. It really does. I wanted to know what the other kids were up to. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, they're not living with you. How are they doing? What are they up to at the moment? <laughs> Becky and Sam. Yeah, it, fe- it felt like a felt like a lovely letter into BBC Radio too. Like, I felt like Steve Wright reading that out. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Should have gone into the Righteous Brothers off the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think of that? Do you, you? I think it's quite a nice beef. There's no. I don't feel there's any real anger, is there? There. No. What we need nice. to do is invest in crypto and then buy a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rocket science, is it? No. Um, <laughs> we'll be giving um, the code for the Pappy. Everybody, every, all our listeners get one free Pappy dollar to start off, just to get the currency <laughs> on its feet. Um, <laughs> so we, so we start off with a nice 10, <laughs> 10 Pappy dollars out there in the ether. We're flooding the um, market. So I feel very emotionally involved in this beef because mm. I am a stacker. I and see. As soon as she started to bring that to the plate, I thought, <laughs> I stack those plates. Mm. I know, I, I, I like the aesthetic of condensing the amount of things that need to be washed up into a single place. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not the person doing the washing up because it looks like you've helped. Yes, it does. It, you reduce the amount of work physically. It looks visually like there isn't that much more to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you know, you've ordered it for someone so it feels like you're helping. But, but you are you reveal, are helping though, Tom. Tom, you are helping because you're reducing the general clutter. If someone wants to then make a sandwich, for example, there's not dirty dishes everywhere. Yeah. They're just in no. one place. So you are but, you are helping a bit. You're helping a you're bit. You're helping in one way, but what when she started talking about the extra washing up you bring to the washer upper, mm. I was like, I knew. I've always known. 
That <laughs> 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 touched the nerve. Uh, I've always known, look, there's gravy on the top and bottom of this bowl, though. You're on gravy bowl. But Tom, but Tom, Tom, think about this though. To think about this, you're not increasing the amount of gravy. You're not yes. increasing the amount of gravy. You're not yeah, putting more Crosby, gravy. On. I mean, no, if, no, you no. Sp- if you if you if you evenly spread the uh, the gravy across the work surfaces, you're not increasing <laughs> the amount of gravy, but you are increasing the there's amount only, of work. You're not increasing there's it only, across the surface. Like you're, you're, there's only a finite amount of gravy, much the same way there's only a finite amount of pappy coin. <laughs> once you can find those pappy coin, talk about gravy dish. What about a gravy train, guys? Get on board. <laughs> The crypto train that is Pappy Coin. Um, Pappy Coin, it's all gravy. <laughs> now, <laughs> no, li, li, right, so, so, but, but I, 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 mean, ah, I, I, I think, I, I think, I, I, I think I'm going to say, I'm literally going to say what Tom says. I think I agree with myself here. Um, <laughs> and I do. Good, it? it does I, feel I, good to agree with myself. Can, but because, but li, listen, right, I think that if you've got gravy on the, uh, gravy on, on the sort of top of, top of a dish, mm-hmm. right, and then you put a cup on it, you're still gonna have to wash that cup, right? You're still gonna have to, you're not adding, you're not actually adding to the, the amount of actual washing you've got to do, right? But when I'm, when I'm washing a cup, I don't wanna have to turn my attention to the bottom of the cup too much, because the work is in the cup, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. suddenly, there's congealed gravy on the base of that cup. <laughs> now I've gotta put in a bit of elbow grease on the bottom as well. Yeah. Normally, the bottom is cursory. Yeah, but you've taken off the amount of elbow grease you're, you're taking off the top of the plate. Not really, though. I, mean, I, I think you are. are. My you kitchen works. Surface the analogy the works. <laughs> you slightly clean the plate with the bottom of the cup. Yeah, I think. I think. But say so exactly you're rinsing, uh, rinsing out a gravy bowl, as we all have. Yeah. yeah. That's quite Clarky, like a singular. He loves his rinsing, doesn't he? I love a rinse. Back, well, back on the rinsing. Hey, listen. I mean, I, I want to get back onto the rinsing because that I believe is the answer to to all of this. But mm. if you're if you're rinsing out a gravy bowl, that is like one job it doesn't matter if there's a little bit more in there you still got the same at work if that mm. gravy is spread to the bottom of something else that is more work it's, see what I mean it's like having a shower it's a contained job yeah I get you are, are we talking like is this a corn flour heavy gravy as well like this is a a thick gravy we're I assuming mean, it's ideally, thick rather yeah. than a broth yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's, that's that's satisfying I, th- I think it's it's like it's like having a shower you focus on a lot more areas with a lot more detail than you would with other bits of you mm-hmm. and that's kind of like when 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 you stack it on top of each other it is like putting your knee into your armpit <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> where you have to really pay attention to your knee as well you wouldn't have done that before but now you have to you know sure you got your sure. own gravy on your knees i suppose you know you know what I, I was I was totally on my own side there until you did the old knee into the armpit argument. Now, I have Should have to, seen I it coming, really. I have to respectfully disagree with myself. <laughs> Can I ask a side question amongst this that has yeah. that has been on my mind for a very long time now? And and Tom, I know that you do this. You know, if you're in a in a restaurant, you've eaten. What's the etiquette there? Is it? kind is it nicer to stack your plates in anticipation of the 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 staff coming to take it away or do you leave well alone it depends on the crockery doesn't it like if you if you've had like a a hollandaise sauce in a separate jug 
uh, they know how to stack it. If you're just going to leave it there on top of the plate, they have to like restack what you've done, mm. and then you feel like a right shithead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also as well, sometimes they will. Do, I know they do it obviously when they um, are bringing the plates out, but sometimes you, they'll do a stack kind of along the arm. Have you yeah. ever seen that? Yeah. And you and that's when you really don't want gravy on the bottom of a plate. Yeah. If very you know, true. if they're wearing their 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 crisp white uniform. You don't want that gravy all the way down it, so you've actually you've actually caused them troubles. I mean, I've got a suggestion. They should no more gravy. They're eating something <laughs> that isn't gravy. Yeah, <laughs> vary your diet a little bit, guys. Oh, but gravy, so gravy nice, is man. it's especially it's... after a big line dancing session. Yeah. Oh, God, you've earned that bowl a bit of, of gravy. Cow pie and gravy. Yeah, just to replace your diet with like mini cheddars. They're the most un-dirty uh, food you can have. A Whack nice a bit plate. of Philadelphia between them. Yeah, if you want, keep it saucy. But uh, mini cheddars, <laughs> they're they're the clean. They're a clean food, I believe they are generally. <laughs> uh, Do, does anybody else? Now, this was a thing I used to do in in my house. My mm. family did this growing up, and then when I did it uh, in front of my wife, she found it grim. Oh. But did anyone else uh, go and clean up the gravy with a slice of bread after you'd after you'd finished your after you finished your dinner? We'd always have like if we had something that had gravy like a like a roast, we'd all then go and get a nice slice of bread and wipe it all around the plate. It wouldn't oh, be part you, of the meal; it would be yeah. it would be brought out afterwards. Oh, would you eat Stew the bread? The washing up. That's all. I, we, yeah, we'd eat we the bread. Obviously, we'd eat the bread. Yeah, yeah. We'd we clean it with a bit of bread and then chuck it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 love food waste in our house. That's what you should know. Most of that most of that chicken's already gone in the bin. It's just straight into. <laughs> Well, my, my you don't would, want the chicken. Would, you just want the gravy. Would roast the chicken a whole makes. pig and then throw it into a skip as a little treat for us on a on a, on a Sunday. Um, well, what about what well, I do with a fry up? I do do it with a fry up. You save yeah. like a bit of toast. Lovely, lovely with a fry up. Get that bean juice and all that, right. you know. Mm. But uh, not with a roast, and it feels that, that. I mean, how long after the roast do you get the bread and put it on straight the away? Straight away, immediately. You bring it, and also as well sometimes as well we'd leave a little bit of gravy that was just for the bread Ooh. so you would you'd, you'd put the bread down you'd, you'd clean up the bread and you have basically bread with gravy on one side then you'd very carefully pour gravy onto the top of your bread so it soaked in and then you'd eat up all the rest of this gravy soaked bread it was it was amazing but now <laughs> I say so it good. out loud yeah <laughs> it sounds great <laughs> I'm like have you heard of Yorkshire pudding? That we Yorkshire had all that as well, but we we just we were a very gravy heavy family. We love a good gravy. <laughs> can I ask Crosby? Yes. Do you ever have you bread sauce? Yes. Ooh, and what happens yeah. then? Slice, <laughs> slice of beef. <laughs> slice of gravy. Yeah. We get a very yeah. We get the skin off the gravy and then wipe the wipe the bread sauce up with that. <laughs> Um, solved. <laughs> do, we, do, do we do we want to do, do, does Chris want us to incorporate her line dancing into this is that why she's put the detail of the line dancing is that the key to you know our, we could do a line dancing song where we encourage her son to rinse the plates so it could be like one two rinse the plates four five there's another number there I forgot about that <laughs> The only thing holding Alison back from being one of the great line dancers was her inability to count to five. <laughs> I got chucked out of steps for that. It was very sad to be replaced by Faye. Like, <laughs> She's got 
the life that I wanted. Uh, yeah. oh. I think we, we should genuinely come up with a line dancing song involving rinse and plates. Um, I think right. we can do it. Count. Okay. So, well, we, we've got the first line. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Do, do you want us to plates? count and then you do the... <laughs> Let, yeah, you... Wait. One, two, step to the sink. Three... I had to think there for a yeah. second. Three, four... Rinse uh, some more. Rinse some more. There you go. Yes, 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 yes. Five, six. Stack um, them like sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, eight. There's still a nice bit of gravy on that plate. Give us a slice of bread. I'll sort it out for you. <laughs> yes. Sorted. We've done it. Nine, ten. Do it again. And there we go. There we go. If right. someone wants to Love put that. that all together with a nice bit of sort of cotton eye joe underneath it, then uh, we'll send that to Chris and that will sort out all of her problems. <laughs> yeah. Be solved. And with just you going, it's all gravy over the top <laughs> of it. Ends with it's all gravy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, it ends in investing puppy coin. sorting out your solved. Yeah. Hello, hello. Uh, dangling beef from Ian. Ooh. Five Beef Brothers podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Hi, Beef Brothers and potential guest. Oh, we got a guest, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I have a uh, a persistent beef with my wife, Mm. whom is a prolific lever of things dangling over the edge of work surfaces. On a daily basis, she will set something down ranging from her phone to documents, pans, even sometimes knives, (gasps) brackets, exclamation mark, (laughs) with the edge poking over the edge of the table, stroke counter, by a good one or two inches. I should stress the knife was the handle rather than the blade over the edge. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, is it? Yeah. I think it's. You knock the handle, the blade's spinning round. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the intention. She's maybe at she home hasn't alone. got. She hasn't got the guts to shiv her own husband. But <laughs> she's just setting little. Yeah. Yeah, exactly as you say. So little Kevin McAllister traps all around the house. What? <laughs> has she also put a bowling ball on the top of the, one of the doors? Because <laughs> in which case she's it's got nothing to do with dangling. Over the edge. <laughs> Is your head on fire? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like the start of a lawyer's advert. Is your head on fire? Call O double one eight. And invest in Pappy coins. <laughs> um, go on, carry on, Clarky. It's not a matter of lack of kitchen worktop space or anything. So I just do not understand why it's necessary. To make matters beefier, mm. we have nearly uh, we have a nearly two year old bumbling around the house. She is a clear and present danger at the best of times and now is becoming increasingly interested and grabby for things like this. I have enclosed a photo in case you had trouble visualising this complex image. Do you want to share that image? Talk us us through it, Clarky. Well, you've all heard of dick pics, right? (laughs) (laughs) It is dangling. No, he's got... It's a photo of uh, a table... Various items on the table, including a phone that is indeed hanging about an inch over the edge of the table. It's it is strange. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's a weird it, habit. It's it's one thing when it's just you know uh, you and your partner. It's another thing when you're leaving knives dangling over the edge and you've got a kid. 
because yeah our, our, our daughter's nearly two and she's just at the level now where she can reach up to so it, it, it you know pans, suddenly become knives, really yeah, yeah. Pans, knives all of that kind of stuff even just like you know even a pan that's not got anything in it that's just on the counter can still like if she pulled the handle it would still land on her head and get wedged on <laughs> you know so it's still <laughs> it's still bad like every bit of it is is bad so it's tricky. I mean, uh, at the, the thing- risk of at the risk of um, repeating a tactic. That, yeah, uh, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Last episode, uh, Alison, I introduced uh, a, a game where if someone like one of the beasts was people are leaving fans on around the house. Yeah. So my argument was, if you find a fan that's been left on, you're allowed to keep it. So I think you, you introduce a game with your wife where if it's over the edge, you get to have it yeah, and you get to hide it and you confiscate anything that she leaves dangling over the edge. And again, you just take a photo, photographic evidence, mm. and then you stick it, uh, you hide it or you have a box and it's gone in the dangle box. I, yeah, I- the edge ledge. I feel like this re- this listener is like really harshing this woman's chill. Like she obviously likes to live on the edge, leaves her stuff on the edge. <laughs> uh, we can't go bungee jumping anymore, or do anything like that. And she's just having a little thrill in her life with the life of her child. I admit, but still, it's a little thrill to like have a bit of danger <laughs> in the house. You can't. Let- you can't childproof everything. Let her have the thrill, though. Don't don't incorporate your kids into into your cheap thrills. I think <laughs> I think you know when you said the game, Parry. You absolutely absolutely right. It reminded me of when we were on your stag, and on your stag yes. do. Now there were the the stag do with your family was for me one of the most intense weekends <laughs> of my life. Um, but there's a, there's constant constant forfeits. It's like it was always forfeits of, you know, if you're holding the drink with the wrong hand, you've got to down it. But one of them was um, if you had your drink a certain amount, like it had to be a thumbs, a thumbs length uh, uh, away from the edge of the table. It had to be more than a thumbs length away from the edge of the table. And if if it wasn't and they they spotted it, you had to then down that drink. Is there a way of bringing that level of tension I don't think you should down knives. Neck neck the knife. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You've got to do the old, the old, uh, the carnival trick of knife swallowing. Yeah. No, but like, it's got to be some sort of, some sort of punishment about if it, it, you know, maybe it's not even that you, maybe it's not even that you're, you're taking them and putting them in a box. Maybe it is that you're, you're breaking them. Mm. You know, if if, if we see it, it's gone forever. If or phone, you you ha- you buy yourself a massive pair of scissors, and you just cut off what is e- whatever is over the edge of the table, like a pair of shears, and just yeah. whoom, so the bottom of her phone whoom, gone. Yeah, one of those nice. super sharp Ginsu knives slice straight through the bit of the phone. Oh, you apparently this this third isn't important to you. You don't care about this third of your phone. Whoom, straight through it. It's good. Or I really like it buy another house that is always there as an option <laughs> and if you are looking to fit the best way to buy a house is obviously with cryptocurrency mm. and can we recommend pappy dollars they're being floated as of this week very exciting get them now i don't be know the bread to mop up that pappy be, gravy be the bread <laughs> um 
so what what are we saying what's our what's our, our final um, i think i think tom's hide them is the, the the most the most realistic and effective you don't yeah if you if you can't be trusted with it you don't get it yeah yeah, yeah. where is the where is the box though because uh, that's that's the other thing as well. Like it, you know. Well, it's it's dangling over the edge of the water. Over the cross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, beef solved. Beef, beef, yeah, beef. Beef solved. Beef solved. Lovely bit of edging beef. From the sorting out your beef. Beef solved. So my beef uh, involves. Um, it was a house I lived in for five years. The rent was so good that I stayed there, even though I was at war for about two years over this issue that never got resolved. So the issue is, um, when I moved into this house, very cheap rent um, was quite, the decor was 70s uh, kind of style. Um, and the art that was in the house was art made by artist people that lived in the house very amateur art so there was a very big painting of a woman floating in the air with spirals around her that scared everybody and um, <laughs> also once I was on my bike my bike is called Judge Judith Shindlin and it was quite a big bike with ribbons on it and a big basket and people would leave offerings in this bike because it was just so ostentatious it was a mad bike and um, somebody left a piece of art in my bike uh, basket, which was a crow's skull, um, hot glued to a canvas that was kind of painted pink and yellow. So I looked at that and I was like, that's a sign, I'm gonna put that up in the shared area. Anyway, this woman moved in, didn't like my crow's skull, didn't like the old art left by other people, and took down the art without asking any of us, oh. threw it into a bin, <gasps> and replaced it with live, laugh, love. No! I swear! No stuff from she got photo frames from primark that uh had stock foot photos of other people on the beach none of her family or friends but they were put up in the shared area so it was a (laughs) it was a war over like artwork within the shared uh, area and that was my that is my big beef uh with this woman um yeah it was very strange that's um, a crime. That is, that is know, one of the most egregious beefs ever. Yeah, ever thank you. To the Gen- <laughs> genuinely a shocking beef that one because yeah. you can't just wander into you know the Louvre and take down the, the Mona Lisa and put up uh, it's Prosecco o'clock. You yes. know that's not. <laughs> yes. That is a, that is you know that 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 feels like so actual go in the bin in the, the bin, bin as well in the bin yeah who was- the hell do you think you are I know, I know obviously art is extremely subjective you know certain mm. people like certain things that's fine but at the same time there's no art that I wouldn't defend you know like to, to, to exist mm-hmm. right rather than but yeah, rather than go in the go in the bin you know and like, I, I would have appreciated a discussion do you know what I mean? It wasn't. She she felt because it was so ugly to her that this couldn't have been a discussion that we had with the house as a whole, and it became like a really passive aggressive, taking bits of art down, putting it up again, type thing. It was just horrible. Did you with. rescue it? So you rescued it from the bin and put it I back up. I took it out of the bin and, and I put a... it back up. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so. Where did this end? How did this end? <laughs> genuinely uh, it ended it culminated in a massive row um, because uh, oh gosh I'm gonna try so <laughs> 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 
it ended with me coming home drunk one night and finding my printer that I'd left in the sitting room in my room. And I came down and I said, you're not allowed in. I, d- I said it in a very angry way. I was like, you're not allowed in my room. She stood up and said, you don't shout at me. And then I shouted at her until she sat down again. And then I had to move. <laughs> That's how it ended. There was a lot of inbuilt tension there. There was a oh, lot of... She, yeah. My advice to you was going to be shout at this person until they sit down (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely as well never felt more powerful in my life I felt like I was in prison and I just made a big show of aggression do you know what I mean just to go like yeah it felt amazing if I was a man I think I would have had an erection like I just felt that like Well, masculine we've all great. got boners now yeah, Good. yeah. thank you for that story <laughs> power um, boners power boners exactly do you think though do you think this might be why you've basically turned your room into its own flat yeah I think it is think I sort think... of bled into this yeah the and mini I mean, fridge and all that kind of stuff and even in we have um when when this new room was made when the when the ex bedroom was made into a sitting room I made sure not to have any like involvement in the decorating that was for everyone else like I went to Ikea and I bought like mutual furniture for it but it was very plain and it was more practical I would never ever kind of like say put my personality in a in a mutual area ever again Uh, I do it in my own room that's a shame though isn't it she's Uh, sort of forced you to hide your light under a bushel slightly I think it's because I found I found the, the the Primark um, I've, like I was honestly it was like living in living in the homewares department of Primark there was just like these decorative cushions everywhere and it made me feel terrible inside being in that and like I'm not the Arabic I, I don't have the best taste in the world I don't pretend to so I wouldn't inflict my taste on other people I'll do it in my room and stuff but like you know I suppose I, that's the, 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 the solution I was going to come up with for, for, for this was I was I was thinking could you could you not have created artworks of her <laughs> and so then she's, she's a bit conflicted as to whether or not to take them down I've got three words of advice for both of you in this. <laughs> live <laughs> yeah. love it's a mutual living space you need to bring the laughter back we with do love. with love until yeah it's the it, do you have like what would you put up in your mutual living area if it, if there were like you know pieces of sage advice that you could like put on a piece of wood three three words very very simple mm. buy pappy dollars that's all i can say <laughs> <laughs> invest I, in crypto <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like investing in crypto is the live, laugh, love of men. It's crypto o'clock. Like you've never been hurt by crypto like you can afford it. <laughs> beef solved. Yes, beef solved. It's protein o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> Alison, thank you so much for coming on the pod. It's been yeah. a total a total pleasure having you on. No problem. Where can people uh, find you? Do you want to quickly plug Wheel of Misfortune and all that kind of uh, gubbins? Yeah. I do a podcast with Aaron Brady called Wheel of Misfortune. You can find it on BBC Sounds and other places you get podcasts. I got an old podcast called The Alison Spittle Show, which is uh, on headstuff.org. And that's about it, really. Um, I hope you have a lovely life and stuff like that. And thanks. <laughs> 
for having me on the podcast. Alison, it's been a total pleasure. Yeah, it really has. You've um, been brilliant. Hopefully see you very soon. Absolutely. I'll see you guys. Have a great day. <laughs> Take Bye. care. Bye. So there we go. A fantastic episode from uh, Alison. And again, as we said, if you love Alison's stuff, then obviously uh, follow her on Twitter and go and see her live. But also join our Patreon and get even more Alison Spittle on Wednesday. Tomorrow, as you're listening to this, uh, there will be a bonus beef solved by her and us on our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flatshare. Oh, also, if you want to send us a beef yourself, then you know the address to go to. Clarky. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it is Beef Brothers. Yep. At gmail.com. Oh, Beef Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast. Beef Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Beef Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. We would love some more Jesus beef. We, uh, we've got some more guests uh, booked. We haven't recorded any more episodes. We've got some more guests booked, so we need we need some more beefs. So send them today. Beef Brothers Podcast oh, yeah. at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. Send us your beefs. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, but most of all, leave us a review. Click like and subscribe and recommend this podcast to your friends because it really, you know what, we really would like to get some some brand new listeners. We love the current listeners. Nothing wrong with oh, them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're our faves, of course. You guys are but, our faves. Yeah. But at the same time, we would, we'd love some new listeners. So tell people about the podcast. Leave us a review. Click like and subscribe. Tweet about it. Shout it from the rooftops and tell the world that this podcast exists because we can't be bothered. <laughs> we tweet about it and that's about as far as it goes yeah that's it man um, but yeah thank you for listening it's too hot too hot too for that hot to, it's too hot to tweet that's how bad it's got um, uh, thanks for listening guys uh, we will see you next time this episode was produced by Emma Corsham Corsham, Corsham team. team cheers everyone bye bye all right, everybody, please be upstanding for the Patreon Neighborhood Watch a roll call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I brought my tiger along with me. That's all right. <laughs> uh, they're great. <laughs> now... Uh, listen, listen to me, everybody. I've been, I've been out in the field. I've been planting some radish. I've been planting some carrot, and I've been planting some celery. And I'm giving it all to the wonderful Alex Ellery. Oh, oh, my feet! Oh, <laughs> my poor old tired feet! I've been up and down in my tractor, collecting the crops to give to them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's them? Well, of course, it's my favourite, M. It's M. It's of course M. It's M. Of course, the oh, elbows. Oh, I've been out in the field and oats and beans and barley grow. And let me tell you now, I've been out in the field planting my lettuce. I've been planting me iceberg. I've even planted some romaine heart. And I'm going to give them all to Andy Lockhart. <laughs> I'm not sure about your know. business model there. I don't know. I'm giving it all. I'm giving it all away Just today. Just giving it all away. I'm going crazy. I'm slashing prices. I'm giving it all away. He's yeah. the most generous pirate I ever did meet. 
<laughs> the pirate farmer with a generous heart. That is me. And of course, Andy Lockhart. Well, I've been out to my grain silo. Oh. And I've collected up all the grain and I'm going to oh. give it away to my favourite ah. pally, Rebecca Lally. <laughs> She's getting all the grain she can carry. <laughs> I hope she brought, brought her own silo and I hope it's on wheels. <laughs> right. Let me tell you now. I have I've been out in the fields from morning through to dusk. And I have been I've been sowing me wild oats. Oh no Oh boy, oh boy. Well now you're being way too generous. I've been sowing me wild oats, that's right. After I've finished planting seeds, I have myself a little fun. And I have it with Adam Pat Pattison. Or well, I been out. Oh, he's been out. I been out up and down the perimeter out. fence, <laughs> <laughs> checking that those velociraptors can't escape. <laughs> they never, they never test the same place twice. They never test the same place twice. That's right. Oh, he's checking the perimeter fence, and guess what I caught. Kitty Spence. No! Oh, clever girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been... I've been out. I've... I tell you what, the other day, I was milking one of me goats, Ooh. and then I put it up in a big harness, and I lowered it into the tank full of dinosaurs. <laughs> I said, that's, a, that's enough for you, me boy. That's enough for you, Billy Goat Gruff. Yes, I lowered it down into the tank full of vicious dinosaurs and all that was left was bones and I said you can have them David Jones oh David uh, Jones I'm giving him all locker. away David Jones's locker is full of old goat bones <laughs> hence, oh, I'm a treasure hence his nickname the bloke you don't want to stand next to a locker of I can tell you that now it's full of goat bones well he was uh, just outside the perimeter fence and uh, oh yeah I was in a car, and it was me and my sister, and um, yeah. oh, and uh, you wouldn't believe what came along. Oh no! A blooming T Rex! No, oh, not a T Rex! Not oh, satisfied with all of his goat bones. He's come for an on us, and the man who was with us just ran off. No! What an absolute! I've <laughs> gone Welsh. What, what an absolute! <laughs> What an absolute bedwetter. What was his name? Matthew Ledbetter. <laughs> he ran off. He's an absolute bedwetter. <laughs> Not great at the Welsh accent, I've got to no, say. I'm going to go back to me farmer's voice oh. so I can tell you now. Oh, I was looking at those dinosaurs and I, I said, I said to myself, I said, ah, your scientist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could. <laughs> they never stopped to think if they should. Mm. I tell you what, if I was a scientist, I'd feel like a total Wally. And I said all of that to my good friend, Holly. Well. Well, <sighs> me boy. Well, me lads. Well, me lad, I'm from the Welsh Valleys. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was out on. in a field, of course. Yes. Looking at the uh, 
Dilophosauruses. Oh, the old Dilophs. The old Dilophs. Of course, I climbed a tree. I was very scared of them. One came along. It was just like a cow. Sneezed on me. Turns out, a lovely fellow. (laughs) So I turned to my good friend and kissed him right on the mouth. Gary Flelello. Gary Flelello. Oh, me. Definitely not. Gary Flelello. Gary Flelello. Let me tell you now. Let me tell you true. Let me tell you flalalalo, flalalalo, lalo, lo, lo. Let me tell you now. I can tell you true. I, I was walking around the fields and I looked at all the plants I'd planted. I looked mm. at all the veg I'd grown and I looked at all the dinosaurs I'd genetically engineered. And I looked at my work and it was good. <laughs> and I said that to my dear friend. Ian Wood. Ian Wood, but maybe he shouldn't. Now that concludes. Now that concludes the uh, Neighbourhood Watch roll call, Patreon Neighbourhood Watch roll call for today. Stay safe out there and don't let the T Rex bite. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.